Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals, the podcast that allows every therapist, nail tech and stylist to level up, build their career and reach for their dreams. Each week we'll be looking at a different area of the industry and along the way I'll be chatting with salon owners, industry leaders and mentors who'll be sharing their stories on how they achieved their goals and made their successes. I'm Sue Davies, your host, award-winning salon owner and industry professional. Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals. Welcome to episode six of the Inspiring Salon Professionals podcast. We launched last week and was, yeah, slight delay to launch, but we got there eventually. And thank you to everybody that liked, shared, reviewed and subscribed and um, hope you're enjoying the show so far. This week, we are going to be talking um, and continuing our career pathways. And we're going to look at um, the one of the routes that many, many people want to go down as they progress their careers, and that's being an educator. So we're going to look at what that means and how you can become an educator and what kind of skills you're going to need and what qualifications. In today's world of accredited and online training, it seems that everybody can be and wants to be an educator. We've seen a huge, huge increase in people taking up this role and that can be a great thing. But also, you know, you do need to make sure that you are ready to take this step before you start your route to becoming an educator and taking up either your own academy or becoming a brand educator. If you want to be a quality driven educator in your future, there's some information I'm going to share with you now on how to start that journey and choose the right pathway for you to share your passion. Please do not expect to run before you can walk. Teaching is not for the faint hearted or the inexperienced. And if you want to teach from a professional brand, they usually will be looking for at least two years and sometimes for some brands up to five years of proven experience in your area of knowledge. Without this length of experience, you may also find yourself in a really difficult situation and that is being in front of a group of students and you can't answer their questions. And if you are having to look at manuals or refer to notes, that simply doesn't look good. It's a really unusual thing in today's world to expect to be able to teach without a recognised education or teaching qualification. And the ones that you need to be looking for to be able to teach are the Ofqual regulated Level 3 AET or its equivalent. There's things that have been historic like petals or like the 7407 and there's many of these around but today's version of the entry level teaching certificate is the AET. In more recent times there's been a rise of accredited versions of the AET but please please do be aware that this can be considered as false advertising and to call a qualification the AET unless it is an off-qual regulated and approved AET certificate is not something you want to be purchasing and not something you want to be wasting your time on. The only way you're going to be able to use that is Um, is very very restricted use and maybe only with the insurer you'd have to stay with that insurer to be able to continue to educate it is not going to give you any liberation in your career whatsoever and most likely you're going to end up having to take an off-qual regulated qualification and having to pay twice so do do really really think about that before you take that step make sure that you understand every element there is nothing worse than being on a course where the educator can't answer basic questions without looking it up in a manual I know myself I've been on training courses where the educator has had the manual out and um, and actually been using it the whole way through the course which really isn't how it should be you should know your subjects and you should be able to answer questions on any part of that subject 
And also one thing to consider, if you haven't already taken your NVQ or equivalent qualification in the skills that you're going to be teaching, you may find that some education providers and some venues will actually only have you present as an educator if you do have the NVQ skills um, and the qualifications already there. So if you haven't got those already and you do think in your future you're going to want to be an educator, maybe go and look at taking the MVQ just to make sure or the VRQ. There's lots of different methods that you can do now, but go and get an off-qual regulated qualification to back up um, any of the skills that you can. Even if it's just so that the foundation skills of anatomy and physiology are there and able to be used. Another thing you can look at is taking your A1 or your assessor's qualification. It was the A1, it's had lots of different names over the years like most of these qualifications have. And it would be something that particularly if you wanna work in FE, you will need to be working towards once you've got your AET behind you. There's uh, so many different types of qualifications with an education and you can also go on to become um, an internal verifier or an external verifier. And like every qualification, the higher the level, the more work you're going to have to do, the depth of study is going to be harder and the course and the assessments will also be more challenging. So before you start on your journey to become an educator, make sure your own education is up to date and that you've got underpinning knowledge behind you. Have you taken enough CPD over the last few years? If not, then really, really start making an effort to update your skills to today's standards. The NOS have just been changed, um, the National Occupational Standards. These have literally just been updated for our industry and would really, really recommend that you take a good look at these and that you understand what they mean, what they are and how they apply to delivering courses and making sure that your students are working to current standards. I'll share the link to the National Occupational Standards website in the show notes so that you can have a look and go and see. There's lots and lots of different ones. I can't remember how many. There's just there's tens and tens of them that have just been updated that go across the whole of our industry for nails, beauty and hair. And uh, so I know specifically for nails, I was very I was involved in that process. And um, there's a lot of changes. Gel polish is finally in the NOS. So you really, really need to get yourself updated on what the industry standards now are. Make sure that you understand every element of what it is that you want to teach. There's nothing worse than being on a course where the educator really can't answer basic questions. And I have been on those courses and had people with manuals on the model's chest um, as something that I've experienced. And that's really, that's not the way that you want your education to be. You know, you need to be able to stand confidently at the front of a class and be able to instruct and demonstrate and inform those students on how they need to progress. If you haven't already undertaken NVQ qualifications for your basic foundation skills, then I'd really, really recommend doing so. NVQ level twos and threes are available in all of our areas. And if you want to teach, it's something some venues and some um, education providers insist upon. So if you haven't got those already, it really is worth having a look at those can be important to have your foundation qualifications there as students should be checking out their educators background and experience whether they're brand educators and sometimes even if they're further education educators um, you need to make sure are you current do you know your subject and can you answer their questions if you are unsure and can't find out the information um, think about how to ensure that they see value to their investment make sure you can answer all of their research and due diligence questions appropriately so if they come to you just asking you if for your insurance, for your qualifications, you should be in a position to just be able to let them have that information. 
Again, it really is just important for you to have the skills, qualifications and experience to teach your potential students and they should be checking you out once you're educating. Think about how you found your courses and what drew you to the educator that you chose initially and uh, make sure that you get your marketing right and that you are advertising your wares as you should be. And remember, education isn't just about being able to provide your specialist service well. It's about being able to impart biology, chemistry, structure, anatomy and physiology and the full theory behind whatever it is that you're wanting to teach. It isn't just about teaching a practical skill and giving someone a textbook. The uh, practical element is only part of the learning and many courses, particularly some of the cheaper online ones, do fail to cover much of this important area of knowledge. So don't be part of that group of educators make sure that you get all of your foundation information into your courses and that you are deemed to be fit for purpose your ability to pass on that vital underpinning knowledge to your learners with comprehensive information and passion is probably one of the biggest skills of a good educator once you've gained all of your required skills and qualifications then the hard work really does begin If you haven't signed up to work with a professional brand and wish to remain independent, you're also going to need to work with an awarding body or an accreditation provider. You need to decide if you're going to be teaching short courses or whether you wish to only teach regulated national qualifications, such as the NVQ. Each pathway brings different levels of assessment and criteria for your education provision. Accreditation is the simpler of the two routes and is currently a common source of education in the industry. It gives easy access and sometimes that can be far too easy as many of us are aware of. Um, And the students that use this system can get into the health and beauty industry really quite quickly and quite easily. But again, this is somewhere that you really, really need to focus on how you're delivering that information and make sure that your courses are good and that they hold up to commercial practice. If you do intend to provide accredited courses, give your students plentiful guided learning hours as without it, they may struggle to succeed long term. And it's great having high student numbers, but if most of them aren't actually able to create a successful career within the industry, you're going to need to ask yourself what it is and how they're failing because it may just be that you aren't providing enough support, the right education, the right foundation or the right practical skills. So this is something that you're going to need to assess on an ongoing basis going forward. Following on from the pandemic that we've all been going through and the restrictions and lockdowns and so on, online education has really become very much more common in the industry and it has and its popularity has just soared. But we need to kind of recognise, I think, in today's world, the difference between online education and virtual education. And this is a really, really important distinction. And whilst online education can be fantastic for some people, you have to be very, very aware when delivering this type of education that you are actually going to interact with your students And I think where the problem lies in online education is that there's so much out there that is literally a video class and that is it. There's no interaction. You're just watching a demonstration effectively that's been created via the medium of video, which for some skills is is great. You know, if you're doing CPD and you want to learn how to um, apply tint in a slightly different technique or you want to understand how to do one stroke nail art in a certain different technique that's fine but when you're trying to learn the foundation skills for your qualification that isn't fine and so this is where virtual education comes in and this has come into its own through so many of the education providers within the industry over the lockdowns 
Some treatments really do lend themselves to this kind of virtual classroom, one of which is nails. You know, in a class where you've got 16 students, say in FE, and they're all trying to watch the demonstration, leaning over each other's shoulders, trying to jostle for the best view. This in a virtual classroom is this problem solved. You know, you've got a camera directly over where the lecturer is working that everybody can see a clear image of exactly what it is that the tutor is doing. They can see every angle. They can see every piece of um, action that's going on on top of that nail plate. And that's something that generally within nail education has never really been possible before. And so the results that are now coming out from some of the virtual classes that the um, educators are giving are really remarkable. And we need to recognise that there's a massive, massive difference between virtual live classes and online courses that deliver a video content. And and that's in, as I say, that isn't to say that all video content courses aren't suitable for their purpose. Some are fantastic. But if you're teaching foundation level qualifications, you need that feedback sometimes from the educator. And in the virtual classrooms that we've seen come to the fore over lockdowns, we've witnessed tutors being able to look so closely at their students application techniques and again this is something that wasn't possible before because they're trying to get around quickly in a class of 16 they're watching over someone else's shoulder or over the student's shoulder but with virtual classrooms with their you know mobile phone cameras um, looking directly at what the student's doing the, the person, the educator, has such an amazing opportunity to be able to see in detail um, the work that is being carried out and can offer live interactive corrections that the student can then work on during that class. Getting on board um, being an educator in the world that we're all moving into is going to be really, really interesting. And I think we're all going to watch with curiosity to see what the future holds. And as we merge old school techniques with more virtual studies. So I think this is going to be here to stay. Educating our future professionals as a career should be seen as a privilege. And those of us that provide this need to ensure that we treat our students fairly, with respect and to give them qualifications that are valid and worth their investment, as well as being fit for purpose and able to give them a great career as they move forward. Education should not be easy. It should be a challenge and it should inspire. It should help you to evolve into the professional that you want to be and help you develop the next generation of professionals. Empowering our future professionals is and should be an honour for all those that work in education. So I think really the long and the short of it is if you do want to become an educator, tutor, lecturer, whatever title you want to give it, you really, really need to do your due diligence on how you are going to educate yourself to be able to be an educator. As I said earlier through this podcast, it isn't a simple thing and it's not something that you should just on a whim decide to do. You know, you really, really need to look at your level of experience. You need to look at what you can bring to the table and how ready you are to be able to stand up and deliver that quality education And remember, above all, do not be part of the problem that we have within this industry. Be part of something that elevates our standards, elevates our workforce and makes us continue to be an industry to be reckoned with. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Salon Professionals. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review and share with other industry professionals you think may enjoy the show too. 
For links and further information, you'll find those in the show notes or on my website, www.suedavies.org. You can also hear more from me and join the Inspiring Salon Professionals community on the Facebook group. Thanks again and see you next time. Bye for now.